everyone. How's it going? Welcome back to the Infatuation Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking a little personal finance again and a little off-hour hustling with a friend of the program, Chloe Cho. I was trying to look at what episode that was. I think it's in the 20s. It's like episode like 29 <laughs> or something. But uh, if you don't remember, Chloe is a software engineer by day, but she publishes a personal finance blog called Off Our Hustle, and she came on with us back in the spring of 2022, so I figured it's time for a little update. So welcome back to the show, Chloe. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> when are, where are you at right now? You're in Orange County still? Uh, I'm in Orange County, yeah, still. Same place. Haven't changed. All right. Hey, you know, I just went down, when was it? Columbus Day. So like October 15th or so. I went down to Orange County and I think I've been to Irvine before, but I, I've never really explored Little Saigon. So I went with some folks that were for the Viet Film Festival. Oh, awesome. And so we poked around like, what was it? Fountain Valley and uh, where's where's Little Saigon? It's in... Uh, Westminster or Garden Grove? Yeah, Westminster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had never, I don't think I'd ever been down there. And there's like little, like every few, every few miles, there's like a little strip mall kind of, they're big though. They're like these big mm -hmm. Vietnamese supermarkets and lots of shops. Lots of good food. Lots of good food. I think they food. have a night market every year that it's amazing. They have the best food over there by far. Man. Yeah. So I, 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 it opened my eyes a little bit. I realized I got to get down there and do a proper, I was only there for one day, not even 24 hours. I was like, oh wow, 22 hours I was down there, but I was like, wow. We went to this place called Vox. Have you ever been to Vox? Vox Kitchen? Yeah, yeah. I have actually. Good, Asian right? Fusion, right? Very yeah, good. Fusion, maybe a little Peruvian influence. Yeah, super good. And it was popping. It was full. And all those restaurants there look good. People were mentioning I should go to Brodard's for spring rolls. Oh, Brodard's is amazing too. But that's why I, I love know. Orange County. There's such good food everywhere, especially Asian food. Yeah. 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 I can't so, compare to Seattle. Yeah, that's true. Even SF. I mean, SF has a lot of history with Asian food, but not the. Not the newer places. Like we have a lot of older places or we have mm -hmm. a few kind of upscale places and then a couple hole in the walls. But I was really impressed. So I got to get down to Orange County again. So next time I'm down, we got to we gotta do a little food crawl. We'll do a spring roll yeah, food crawl. Yeah, definitely hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, I, I, the timing is kind of interesting on this. So this, I'm not sure what your answer will be, but we like to greet our guests in the Asian way. So, Chloe, have you eaten yet? Uh, I actually haven't because I'm getting dinner right after this. Yeah, so I'm going to Kava a, with a couple of my friends. Okay, yeah. I was thinking yeah. that because it's like I haven't eaten either. So it's like five something. So yeah, usually I like to have guests on a full stomach, but we'll see. We'll power through, I guess. We'll try to find a way. <laughs> when are you getting dinner? Uh, after this. Yeah, right after this. I'm right just going after, upstairs. Right. Don't worry. I'm just going to, going to the kitchen later, but we'll... <laughs> I think my kids and my, my wife are eating right now, but uh, we'll, we'll power through. We'll make it. Sounds good. And as usual with these money episodes, we do want to throw out the disclaimer that we are not professionally trained financial advisors. This is for entertainment purposes only. But, you know, if you if you have something that sounds interesting to you, do some research, figure out a little more about it or talk to a financial advisor. That being said, I hope you have fun listening to our show today. And we're going to talk about a lot of different topics, I think. Uh, we did a little more background on Chloe last time. So Chloe is the daughter of Korean immigrants, grew up, uh, grew up in the Pacific Northwest, went to UW, 
And yeah, go dogs. Go dogs, huskies. And you studied computer science or what did you study up there? I actually studied materials science and engineering. And then I pivoted to computer science like for my occupation. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. easier to find. Well, it was easier to find a job. We'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> And then you moved to SoCal for work, and from a young age, from a young age, you kind of started getting interested in finances a little bit, right? Like scholarships, I did. And yes. working part time for your dad. Mm-hmm. So then, what what year did you start the blog? It's been two years, or uh, it's been two years now. Yes. Okay, so off our hustle, go check it out. Lots of good little tips. Some you know, some are a little bigger than others. Some are a little like you know how to get Starbucks and stuff. There's little things, <laughs> big things here and there. And then I I've seen your Instagram. You like to do a little outdoor stuff, a little climbing, a little hiking, that kind of stuff. Yep. Did I get all the main bullet points? Is anything else we need yeah, to know about you? Yeah, <laughs> basically financially oriented, and I love being outdoors. I guess that's the gist of it. That's the, that's about it. And we just a second ago we were talking about maybe doing more episodes together. So what else are you into? Are you into K dramas? You, you into food, obviously. I love my food. That's true. I'm not that much into K dramas as much, but I love traveling. I'm actually going to Japan in a month okay. for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, actually, I think I saw. Okay, I'm not a stalker, so don't get too scared. Okay, but I just we follow to, each other on Instagram. I just happened to look, and I saw that you're going to Japan, and and another friend of mine, a mutual friend, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, Shingi from Don't Be Strangers. Oh yeah, is, she said she's yeah. also going to Japan as well. Yeah, so time. I saw that, and I was like, hey, you guys know each other? So yeah, we did an episode together. So oh nice. Yeah, she's super cool. She's super fun. Hey, maybe so, we could all go on an episode together. That would be oh uh, yeah. That would yeah. be fun. That would be fun. It's hard catching up with her though. She's either in Texas. She's very busy. Or somewhere around the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, she's cool. So everyone check that episode out as well. Okay. So we'll figure out something. We can talk about traveling. We can talk about food. Uh, we'll figure something out. So you may hear Chloe come on the podcast again in a co-host role. That would be cool. Um, let's see. So it's been 18 months. Uh, what's new with you? So, oh, you know what I did see? Speaking of stalking. <laughs> I did see that you got your real estate license. I did. I got that. Uh, I think I've passed my test late last year, like after Christmas. And then I actually started like being licensed with the brokerage starting in February of this year. Okay. So do you just take classes? Is, how, do you, how do you end up passing the test? You study a little, take some classes? or Yeah. So you could take classes in person or you could take it online. Um, I chose to take it online because I have a full-time job. I didn't want to like go out of my way to go somewhere. Uh-huh. But um, it was pretty self-paced. You had six months uh, to do it. And for California, it was 135 hours of coursework. Um, it's a, varies depending on what state you live in. So if you're interested, look up the requirements for your own state. But after that, um, you take like mini exams after each course. So it's three courses, 45 hours each, which is end up being 135 hours. Uh, and then after that, you take your exam. And then um, you do like fingerprinting, like background checks, all that stuff, and pay a bunch of fees. <laughs> uh-huh. I because, saw it. Yeah, there's a breakdown yeah. on that if you're interested, uh-huh. everyone. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, you can uh, start working for a brokerage. So I started working for EXP Realty um, and I'm a part-time agent. Nice. Was that something you were always interested in, even in college or after college? Um, I think in college, I was always interested in the idea of like real estate investing. Like I always mm. knew that 
people that had a lot of money had a lot of properties. That's kind of <laughs> all I knew about it. But yeah. I was like, I kind of want to do that in the future if I ever have money. And um, I learned that like later on throughout life, as I started my full-time job, I learned people in who are real estate agents, like they get commission. And if you buy property as a real estate agent, then you can save on that commission because you could, you're basically earning the money yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So because I want to be an investor, I was like, oh, might as well get my realtor license and see what it's like and learn the ropes of it. So that was your main motivation is that someday you want to start buying and then you can save some fees and you'd know a little bit more about it. Yeah. But as I got my license, like since I told my friends about it, I actually got to help my friend uh, buy her first property in California. And now I'm helping my parents buy their property. So uh, during the weekends, on the evenings, I just like show them around like whatever houses they find and whatever houses I find for them. It's been a lot of fun, actually. It does seem fun. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not... I'm not really interested in the sales aspect of it, but it does sound cool to help people. You know, like you can mm-hmm. literally, you know, you could put in extra hour. You could just put the time in to help someone and, and be a little less like salesy for your yeah, friends for sure. and family. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me personally, like I'm not trying very hard to like get clients. <laughs> like it's yeah. like if my friends or family come to me and I can help them, then that's great. But I'm not like pushing in their face, be like, yeah. hey, I'm an agent. Use me as your agent. <laughs> Yeah. You think it would be, would it be hard for you if like, let's say you wanted to go full-time, is it pretty hard? Is it super saturated and hard to make a living It is nowadays? very saturated. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, ever since COVID, COVID might've been a good time to go in just because the interest rates were so low uh-huh. and everyone was picking up properties left and right. Everyone was looking for an agent, but these yeah. days, since the market's a lot slower, um, it's just a lot harder and a lot more experienced agents with their clientele built up, they have- right more people to work with but then newer agents it's been a lot harder yeah i can imagine that yeah it's definitely we'll talk about that the market in a second so it's definitely turned a little bit in terms of you know uh inventory as well as you know just people interested in buying or you know the transaction is probably way down do you know the numbers like year over year from 2022 to 2023 it's a lot less people looking and yeah. buying and selling. Interest rates going. I don't know any specific numbers, but I just know the interest rates going up and up. It has uh, priced out a lot of people out of the market. So, yeah, um, yeah. Orange County it used to be like multiple offers per property, and like the sellers can choose. And and still, it is multiple offers per property if the property is like worth it for the people mm. that are offering on it. But these days, like it takes more time for houses to get off the market so like weeks and weeks sometimes months yeah i had a few friends that are real estate agents and they were kind of like well you just have to when when it's good you have to put money away because you don't know when it's going to be bad you know (laughs) like in the last last 20 years we've we've seen some huge ups and downs and so there's sometimes when the houses just fly you know you're selling selling two a month or something like that but you just got to sock away the money that then because you never know you just never yeah know. that's why i don't think i could ever do it full time because yeah. first i'm not a huge salesy person and second like ooh, the inconsistency <laughs> yeah no i i kind of like the the steady paychecks is kinda yeah nice. <laughs> for sure but uh okay so this kind of led to your your next thing i don't know if you consider this a hustle but you ended up buying yourself a house well you and your partner i did <laughs> yeah so i 
bought it with my boyfriend. So we haven't closed yet. We're still in escrow, and it's a longer process because it's a new construction, actually. Okay, okay. So I think we opened escrow around July, and we'll be closing. They said end of May next year, but it's possible to get delayed. So I'm expecting around June. So it's uh, almost a year long process, actually. Uh, but uh, since there's a new construction, though, and the location is like really nice. It, the uh, waitlist was over two years long. Oh wow! So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So our name was in the queue for end of 2021, and we got one of the last units. And anyone who signed up like mid 2022 or later, like they didn't end up getting anything. It oh, was kind of wow. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So you just bought a piece of land. You just bought a, a patch of dirt. <laughs> uh, basically, I mean, it was a patch of dirt, like two months ago but i mean we have a builder so our builder is uh brookfield and they're kind of just partnering with us and we get to choose the upgrades choose the flooring choose the paint and uh like electricity whatever whatever extras we want and they give us a base price and the upgrades all have a certain cost to it and okay yeah is it infinitely customizable or the floor plan is kind of one of 10 choices or how customizable Uh, is it it's not infinite, but <laughs> the floor plans, there was at least like 200. I would oh, wow. say it was, it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty overwhelming. I'm not a big like designer person, but thankfully yeah. my boyfriend, he's very like aesthetically oriented. So it's nice. been nice to have him around. And it's going to be a brand new house. No one's ever lived in there. No one's yeah, used the I'm toilet so before. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. Cause I've always yeah. lived in an old house. Like we bought a little condo in San Francisco that was what was it like 1929 you know like it is oh, gorgeous wow. you know it had the hardwood floors it had the the molding and the it, glass i don't know if you know like san francisco has these old glass doorknobs people in san francisco know what i'm talking about it's really <laughs> it's really cool but then it has a ton of problems you know like yeah. the electrical system is uh, you know 80 exactly. years old and you know everything is you can't, ha- it didn't have a washer dryer, of course. The garage was detached, you know, all these mm, things. Detached garage. Back in the day, you had your horses out there, you know, <laughs> like 1929, you know, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so it was cute and it was it was great in terms of style. But yeah, <laughs> owning a new home seems kind of nice in a way too. Yeah, but I heard that like older construction is also more reliable because these days people are just trying to turn a profit. True. So they're like True. building them really fast and you don't know how reliable their construction is. You have to make sure you inspect every like nook and cranny for yeah. things that they missed. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they're going for speed. They're going for yeah, exactly. lowest cost. Yeah, no, I, this is good. This, this shocks people when I, I say this. If you know anything about houses, the house that I'm in now has redwood framing. Have you ever heard of that? I so, think I've heard that it's expensive. Super expensive. Yeah. Cause yeah. You, you know, like redwood is naturally kind of uh, termites don't like it and, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. rot very easily. So yeah. it's super solid. So they always say this term called good bones. <laughs> I see. So my house has good bones, but it also has drainage problems. It has, yeah. you know, uh, I'm, I'm, my house isn't as old now. It was built in the 1950s, but still 70. <laughs> 71 wow. years old and so it's got some problems here and there and you know there's some decisions that they made uh, you know like I had chandelier when I moved in here and mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe like, you can remodel it right yeah we did we did yeah, we yeah. did some some work on it but yeah it's always like ah oh, man should we have bought a new house instead but I don't know you know there's pros and cons to everything yeah. One of my friends, he bought a place in the East Coast, I think in Kentucky or something. And it's built in 1850s. I was oh, like, wow. I didn't know there were houses that existed that could still be standing right now. From yeah, the 1850s. yeah. 
Well, you know, America's so young, you know, on the West Coast, there was no one out here in 49ers, right? But but yeah, if you go to Europe, they have 200-year-old houses, 300-year-old houses and stuff. But yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about the history, like... You know yeah. that saying, if the walls could talk, you know, it'd be like, what would they, you know, what, would they, what stories could they tell? That would be cool. It's pretty cool. But your walls will have no stories to tell you. <laughs> you get to start all the stories. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool, yeah. too. Uh, what are your thoughts on real estate right now? What, what do you tell people? Let's say, so you're in your 20s, right? What would you tell someone who's in their 20s? They have a pretty good job, maybe some pretty good savings. Would you tell them to, to look at real estate or maybe sit out for a little while? Um, I think right now it's, I mean, people always say like, buy when you can and like, don't yeah. wait out the market. It's kind of like investing like in it's the stock market as well, time, right? Yeah. yeah. Like there's never a perfect time. Just like kind of go in when you can and when you can afford it. And yeah. I think the big thing with real estate, like if you get a mortgage is like, you can refinance later. Right. Right. And sure. We don't know when the interest rates are going to come down, but I'm sure it might go up, but might also go down. And yeah. if, if it goes up, then sure, you got it in at a lower rate. If it goes down, then you can refinance. So yeah. I feel like what I tell people, especially friends who are asking me, like if, if they should buy now or they should wait, I'm just like, if you can afford it, then go in and you can refinance later. Because you're not going to be paying, hopefully you're not going to be paying that rate for 30 years. And if you are, right. then we have bigger <laughs> issues to worry about. Yeah. 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 No, it, it seems, except for gas prices, it seems like inflation is kind of getting under control a little bit. Yeah. So that the rates might... have been coming down for the past eight weeks or like stable yeah. or like down. So, yeah. and then I think the Fed announced recently that they were thinking about rate cuts in 2024. I guess you never know, but you never know. Yeah. That would they be always great. say they're thinking about something. Right. And yeah. they, but they don't want to surprise people. At the same time, they don't want to totally. So they give hints, you know. Yeah. They kind of they take they use certain words to kind of give people hints because they don't want to shock people. But yeah, so what are we at? Like seven something percent right now. I, you know mm. that that seems so high. But in historically, it's still it's still it's not, not crazy high. Yeah. Yeah. We got could, spoiled by COVID, I think. Or or even before that, yeah, we were getting. Yeah two and a half you know three it was that's crazy low if you think about it but did you ever uh, buy during that time i did refinance in that time yeah so i I bought well i didn't i didn't save that much but i did want to cash out a little bit so Mm -hmm. i I didn't get the low i didn't get rock bottom but i I did okay so when i first imagine well, <laughs> uh, so yeah, in 2003, actually, so this isn't that low. In 2003, I think we bought we bought our condo for uh, at the rate of like five and a half or or more, a little bit more, between five and six percent. So that isn't super low, you know. Yeah. But at the time, we thought we were getting a deal, you know, because they were talking about this historically low mm-hmm. time. But then, you know, and then in 2000, when did I refinance? 2015 or 16, it was 3%, you know? So it's like, wow. Wow. So just just be ready. I know, just be, just, yeah. you know, just have, have some, some patience. And like you said, you could buy it now at 7%. And then if it goes down to 55 again, then yeah, refinance. Yeah, exactly. You'll be, you'll be That's down. what we're planning to do. Because, I mean, our timeline is May. So uh-huh. whatever the rate is at May, you kind of have to go with that because we we're we already in escrow. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't lock it in that long, huh? You can lock it in maybe yeah. a month. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. So uh, people selling, is it, I guess the same, right? There's never a great time to sell. There's never a great time to buy. But if you had to right. sell a house... 
Not yeah. terrible, but you could have done better probably before, but. Yeah. I think the problem with selling right now, especially if it's your personal residence, is like you have to buy another one, right? Right. Or, or I guess you could rent if you want to, but I haven't heard that happen too often. But if you have to buy another one, you have to get another mortgage, most likely, then. You're kind of in the same boat. So. Yeah, kind of in the same boat. So, yeah. but it is definitely uh, like Orange County, at least, since that's where I am. It is definitely more uh, leaning towards a seller's market. It has been less of a seller's market since a couple months ago. But okay. um yeah, it's still more advantageous for sellers, I guess. Okay. All right. So hang out, people. You know, if you're if you're a first time buyer, uh, look at rates, but don't don't time it. It's kind of like buying a new, upgrading a new iPhone, right? You know, <laughs> there's right. never the perfect time to get a new iPhone. Just get whatever's yeah. current, and then you know, if it gets better, then yeah, maybe deal with it. Yeah, it's definitely hard not to get FOMO though when like all of your friends are buying True. houses, right? Is that I was I was wondering, so people in your generation or even let's say younger, even, you know, more recent college grad, is that still the dream for most people to have a house? Is that Um, I think most everyone I know it is, yeah. Everyone's been talking about it. Half my friends have a house, half my friends are talking about it all the time. They're like, when are interest rates gonna come back down? <laughs> yeah. So it does seem like it. I know some people um like might not like the maintenance of it my parents are like that so yeah. they're just like oh maybe we'll just rent for the rest of our life but my yeah. generation it doesn't seem like it as much renting just seems like a, a bad deal <laughs> i mean yeah, it's, not, right? it's not really if you think about it yeah but like like, for example, like property taxes in california <laughs> yeah yeah and then but then you get the deduction if it's below a million right or something yeah. like that but mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess the argument is, let's say you put down 200000 as a down payment. Like if you had just invested that 200000 and rented, would you come out, you know, at the end of it, would you come out ahead? Who knows, right? Who yeah. Knows? But my thing is, I don't want to be 70 and then have to move and get like this huge rent increase or something like that. That's you know, true. And like you never in, know when they'll increase rent on you. That's the big problem, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have rent control here in San Francisco, but if you ever get evicted or move, then you just, you could triple your rent. This has happened to a friend of mine. She retired. She was like 62 or something like that. And she had this apartment that she had lived in for 20 years or something. So she was paying like $700 a month for her apartment. And oh, wow. then the owner kind of Ellis acted her. And so she was out of that unit and everything else, the same size of that was, you know, 3000 4000 oh, for the gosh. same size. Of, and, and, you know, she's 63, you know, she's not going to, she doesn't want to, she's already retired. So she's on fixed income. Yeah. So that's the, that's the nightmare, right? Is <laughs> if you, that is, yeah, you, you that just say to yourself, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to rent for the rest of my life. But, you know, you don't know what rents are going to be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so that's our little. Re anything else you want to talk about real estate? Any trends or anything you see going on? Um, there's a big like news or with realtors right now, so everyone's like talking about it. There's a lawsuit going on. It's called Sitzer Burnett versus the National Association Association of Realtors. But basically, what went on is that people in Missouri, sellers in Missouri, they argued that um the listing agents, so the people who are selling the houses for the um for their clients. Um, the listing agents were conspiring together to keep commissions oh. high. Yeah. And they didn't like disclose to the seller that like you could commissions are always negotiable and you don't have to pay the buyer's commission. So, uh. um, and they won. So now it's like all news around like 
realtors and other real estate agents from in the U.S. that um, we have to disclose to the sellers that commissions are always negotiable and also you don't have to pay the buyer's commission. It's pretty tradition to pay the buyer's commission from the seller side, but it's not necessary and a lot of people don't know that because the realtors don't disclose it so i can see in the coming years like buyers might have to pay their own commission to their realtors which should be a lot right because i mean three percent on a million dollar home yeah is a lot of money so (laughs) um yeah so that's a big thing that's going on right now and um it's possible that the real estate market might change because of it and buyers might have to pay their own agents. So a lot of people uh, might go unrepresented just so they could save on the money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't recommend that just because there's a lot of stuff you need there's to know. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, I had, I had some friends and my mother-in-law, she was kind of like, I'd just rather do it myself. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's a lot of things you got. A lot know. of paperwork that can go wrong. So many. Yeah. Actually my real estate agent was a lawyer and then he went into real estate and he said, you know, when we're signing those 80 pages of documents, right? He said, well, mm-hmm. everything you're signing or every every disclosure we have right here is because someone got sued and lost. And so now mm-hmm. we have to put it in writing. So every page of that you're signing there is because someone got sued and now everyone has to cover themselves with these pages. And so I guess we have a new page where you have to disclose that the... Yeah. The, okay. So one more page. So 81 pages now. <laughs> Yeah, one of my friend's mom is a real estate agent is getting sued right now too. And I was like, oh my God, I guess it can happen to people I know too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's kind of nuts when you're signing that. You, you know, you 99% of us don't even read that, right? But we're just yep. signing, you know, they're just, the notary is like, sign here, sign here, sign here, sign mm-hmm. there. And you're just like, what am I signing? I don't, you know, <laughs> but you probably should read it people out there you probably should read those or have a lot of trust in your real estate agent (laughs) yeah for sure okay all right so let's see last time we talked a lot not a lot but we talked about your credit cards and I I saw you post something. I think you were shifting away from getting new cards a little bit. Was that did I did I hear that correctly? Or are you yeah. still? Would you look for one if it's a good deal came up? We'd still sign up for a new one. Or uh, ever since I uh, opened escrow with the property that we're buying uh, in May, yeah, I want to make sure I don't get any hard hits on my credit score anymore. So yeah. I've stopped opening since then, and even a couple months before then, because I was still like on the lookout for other houses. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, because of that, and I want to keep it as high as possible. That's why I'm not opening credit cards anymore. Did you close some or you just kind of keep them? Uh, I just kind of keep them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause if you close some, it impacts your credit score too. That's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just kind of hold steady. All right. But I did see that you were getting a little bit of, now this isn't as, as extreme. You're not doing 20 of these, right? But I did see that you were interested a little bit in some checking accounts and the bonuses yeah. that they pay. What, what what kinds of thing can we look for with checking accounts? Uh, I mean, if you get a direct deposit, so from your employer, if you get direct deposit, um, it's really easy 
most companies probably have some sort of system where you can check change your direct deposit to somewhere else. So a lot of banks say you're like, oh, if you direct deposit $1,000 or direct deposit $2,000, we'll give you like a $100 bonus or like a $200 bonus. And um, that's been my equivalent of uh, getting credit cards <laughs> because uh, opening che- opening and closing checking accounts doesn't impact your credit score at all. True. So um, I've been opening a ton, um, closing some of them, keeping some of them. And yeah, yeah so I probably like went through maybe six or seven bonuses this year so far. Okay. And most yeah. of them are like just do one deposit, a thousand bucks, and keep it for a month, and then you can cancel or close yep, it. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. What's the best deal out there? Three hundred. What's the highest you've seen? Uh, so right now I have the BMO checking. I just opened like a week or two ago, and if you direct deposit, I don't remember exactly how much, but it it's within one hundred twenty days, so it's pretty doable for most people. Uh-huh. Um, you get six hundred dollar bonus. So six hundred. Yeah, so I'm doing that one. Um, I personally like this one I keep, but SoFi Checking and Savings, I opened it a couple of years ago, but because it's a high-interest savings account or the savings part is a high-interest savings account that it doesn't have like a physical brick-and-mortar place, their interest rate is uh-huh. really high. So right yeah. now they're giving 4.6% for your wow. savings. Yeah, so That's crazy. All the, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money if you think about it like over the long run, yeah. especially since interest rates are getting uh, are high right now. So. 4.6% yeah. on money that's sitting around, right? That That is that is the bonus of inflation, right? Is that the yeah. savings accounts are... Because I, I remember, you know, when the interest rates were super low, savings accounts were 0.0. So, you know, they're paying yeah. basically nothing. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. So that's 4% on a checking account? Uh, 4.6 on the savings. And oh, then the they, savings, give you zero, okay. they give you 0.5 on the checking. Yeah. Okay, okay. That makes yeah. sense. But uh, yeah, so a couple hundred there, a couple hundred there could pay for a trip to Japan, yeah? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you fly on Zip Air, that's a $500 flight, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I try and tell people, but they're like, oh, it's too much work. And I get it. It is kind of like work, but for me, it's a hobby, which is why I like doing it. Yeah. So is it, yeah, because I mean, obviously you, you, you make salary, right? So you're not really yeah. pinching pennies or anything, but you just like doing it. It's just kind of fun for you. Yeah, because I just think about it like if I make an extra thousand or 2000 a year with checking account. It's like, just like you said, it pays for a vacation, right? Or like a yeah. flight. Yeah. yeah. And it takes so. you uh, 20 minutes to sign up for something or less. Mm-hmm. even. And then yeah. like less than five minutes to reroute my uh, deposit somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. So uh, yeah, go check out Chloe's blog. She has a couple reels or shorts on checking accounts. Interesting stuff. But I mean, I'm sure you see it. You see it every so often in your inbox. You'll see, uh, uh, a notice about hey if you switch to us we'll give you this and so yeah can't hurt it's free money people just a little bit of effort <laughs> and doesn't impact your credit score so that's good too yeah all right you know speaking of little deals i did see your your reels about a couple fun ones uh can we talk about a few of them now yeah for sure all yeah, right, so the yeah, free food, free drinks. So let's talk about it. yeah. So this is okay. So these so we talked about some big purchases like homes and you know vacations and stuff. But these are little ones, and so you're not gonna you know you're not gonna save a ton of money, but they're just satisfying. Yeah, Chloe, this is kind of just yep. things that make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first one I saw was Chick Fil A, and if you live in a big city, now so this is the caveat: you have to kind of live in a big city, right? Or does mm-hmm. it matter where you live? Um, it depends who Chick Fil A is partnered with, but from what uh, I've seen, it's been a lot of big cities. Yeah. Okay, so this the big is big city sports teams. 
Yeah, so so go ahead and run us through this deal. So if the team wins, or how does it work? <laughs> yeah, so I live in Orange County. So we have the Angels, uh, a baseball team, and then we also have the Ducks, a hockey team. But um, if for us, when it's baseball season, if the Angels win seven or more runs at home, then there's a free Chick-fil-A on your app, like a free sandwich. <laughs> And then if the Ducks, when it's hockey season, if they win five or more goals at home, then there's also a free sandwich. So yeah. I've probably gotten during baseball season, which just passed. Uh, I think I got maybe like, I don't know, 10 plus sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, they're always on the app. They expire in three days. So I just go redeem it. Sometimes like I got so sick of Chick-fil-A at some point, I just started <laughs> tossing the bun and just oh, using the just... chicken to like make a salad. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That, no, that's super yeah. genius because doesn't cost you anything, but a little bit of time. Are the lines long on those some on those freebies or? Uh, not really. I mean, it's the same as normal line. Any other Chick Fil A line? Yeah. You just go. You you can order on the app too for pickup. Uh, so you just order it, pick it up, come back out. Yeah, we have that here too. Yeah. We used to have one for Taco Bell, and mm-hmm. I forget what the slogan was. But it was like if anyone stole a base. So in baseball, if you're on base and you run to second base without without getting caught, it's a, a stolen base. So during the World Series, if you, if anyone stole a base, you get everyone gets a free taco or chalupa or something. Like that. Oh, nice! Oh, I so, love chalupas. Yeah, so we did that. But you know, honestly, the line was kind of long, and you feel. I mean, you don't feel dumb, but you feel a little silly. Like I'm waiting an hour for a three dollar taco. Oh wow, it's an hour. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that long, oh. but it was just a little bit. It was a you know to get there, and then yeah. you're waiting. You know, yeah. total time. You know, door to oh, door. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, I live five minutes from one, so yeah. We, yeah, I live five minutes from one, and also we like kind of make it an event with like friends, and stuff, <laughs> yeah, so we all just go get our sandwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing, and it makes the game more fun too when you're watching the game mm-hmm. and you, you know they're at six runs or whatever. You're like, yeah, exactly. You get one more run, so it's just about fun. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, Chloe can afford to buy her own Chick Fil A, but she, it's just more fun yeah. this way. <laughs> All right. It's all fun for me. It's all fun, yeah. All right, so the next one is kind of cool. So after all your Chick-fil-A's, after your 20 free Chick-fil-A sandwiches, <laughs> I think you need to work out a little bit. So you have a tip for getting fitness classes. What's your tip for fitness classes? Yeah, so the first one that I've used a couple times is ClassPass. I think uh-huh. people might have heard of it, but um, ClassPass, like, they have a free trial for sometimes it's two weeks, sometimes it's a month, and then they always reinvite you back every six months or something <laughs> like that. So you can get a free trial every six months or so. And um, if you sign up for their free trial and then just cancel it afterwards, and you don't have to pay anything, but they give you a couple credits uh, where you can use for like Pilates classes, for like Legree classes, for mm-hmm. uh, hit classes, or uh, whatever studio classes that you want. So yeah. I use that to try a lot of cool things. I think yeah. the coolest thing I've tried was uh, stand up paddleboard yoga. Oh, wow. So basically, you paddleboard out and then you like lock yourself onto uh, a dock somewhere and then you do paddle or you do yoga on top of your paddleboard. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the hardest thing they made us do was a headstand. And then oh, I, gosh. of course, I don't know how to do headstands, but I tried anyway. And then I fell in the water. Yeah. Um, but you know, you get to cool off yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was a lot of fun. And that plus um, uh, every studio usually has free trials. Uh-huh. So, um, so, all the studios in Orange County have been like going around and scoping free trials. Do a week, yeah. Do yeah, yeah. The big gyms yeah. too, like Crunch will have it, of course. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they all have a week. Or Yoga has like one week trial, yes, and yeah, yeah. like no strings attached. So you kind of just go do your free trial, 
So that's how I've been like hopping around. I have my own gym membership at a climbing gym too, but sometimes I get bored of climbing and bored yeah. of uh, just going to the normal gym. So I try these studio workouts and just do a free trial. Yeah, you know, and you probably would never have signed up for paddleboard yoga. <laughs> nope, I would not. But this is a way for them to kind of expose you to it and you get to try something new. And you just go yeah. by yourself. You're not afraid to go by yourself or? Uh, no, yeah. I try to get other people to go with me, but I mean, sometimes, most of the time I'll just go by myself. Yeah, no, cool. And, um, yeah, these classes, if you, if you just did an individual class, it'd be 30, $40 sometimes right? Yeah. for some of these classes. It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good tip for that one. So after your Chick-fil-A, you got to work out and after you work out, you got to cool down with maybe some, uh, strawberry lemonade that you picked up at Panera. Now I noticed, uh, I, I looked it up just last night in my area, it's $5 for a free trial, but I think that's still a pretty good deal. It's unlimited drinks. Is that what it is? Yeah, so you can get one every single day. It's a what is it called? The Sip Club or the? Uh, I think it's called the Panera Sip Club, but it's you can. I think the biggest thing that I or that I enjoyed was their spiked lemonade. So it's like caffeinated lemonade. Ooh. And it has a lot more caffeine than coffee. It's pretty dangerous because it has a lot of sugar in it too. <laughs> wow, wow. But if you're into that stuff, then yeah, um, yeah definitely it's pretty good deal. You so you just roll in. It's just like a. It like it's normally a certain amount of money per month, and you just get unlimited drinks. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So their their goal is to make you to buy like pastries and stuff over right. there, probably. But if you're right. have self control, then you could just go there, get your coffee every day, and leave. Yeah. No, I love Panera too. Actually, I do like the food. I would probably get the food too, but <laughs> but that does seem like a good deal. So yeah, I think it's I I think I saw it's five dollars for the trial, and I think it's two weeks, so you can get. Unlimited drinks for $5, still a good deal. Still a really good deal. So everyone out there, you can find some of these deals on Chloe's Instagram, Off Our Hustle, all one word. And yeah, she's always looking out for you guys, trying to find some cool deals. So subscribe and follow her so that you can see some of these quick deals. All right. And so last but not least, it is high school, college application. So this is where high schoolers apply for colleges. And I remember you saying that you basically didn't pay for college because you had enough uh, merit-based scholarships. Do you have any tips for my students? Like what, what, what's a way that they can get some cash? They're not necessarily low income but they uh, aren't rich either. So they need to kind of find some way to pay for college. Do you have any, I mean, you graduated college a little while ago, but I'm sure you'd have some tips for them still. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think finding scholarships that are more niche are, is a really good way to do it. So I found a lot of the ones that were like local to my city or local uh, to my county. And then um, like maybe some companies that aren't as well known. So, cause everyone goes to college board, everyone goes to scholarships.com right. and those are super hyper competitive scholarships. Yeah. And those are actually like worth applying to too. If you have the GPA, have the extracurriculars, all that stuff. But if you happen to like not have as much of those things, then um, I went on Google. I was like Googling all day for maybe like a couple months. Like I would be like Korean scholarships cause I'm Korean or like uh-huh. federal way scholarships cause I'm from that city. Or um, there's a lot of scholarships that go unclaimed every year because nobody applies uh-huh. to them. So you just have to find the really small ones and sure they might be like $500. They might be like a thousand dollars, but you add that all up and it ends yeah. up paying for your college, right? Any any tips on what what were some of the things that you think helped you in your application? Like what what did you say? Um, I think probably just talking about 
hardships. So like your achievements and like your GPA and stuff, they're like, most of the time they're usually there on your application right. already because they asked for it. So yeah. don't talk about your achievements again on your essay because uh, they'll usually ask for an essay, but um, right. talk about what you overcame to like get to those achievements. And okay. I think that's what kind of pulls at the uh, review committee's like heartstrings kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, actually, you know, I, I ended up giving away a little money for someone and they wanted to give it to a deserving student. So I got, I got to read some some statements and that's totally true. You know, like if someone stands out through and it doesn't have to be like, oh, you know, we were unhoused or, you know, I was in a gang. None of that, It doesn't have to be yeah. that dramatic. You know, yeah. like your, your mom or dad doesn't have to pass away. But just things that you overcame, like this one girl had extreme anxiety and she wrote about mm -hmm. how just going to school was kind of a struggle for her. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's there's all, there's a little bit of a story that everyone can tell. And it's not necessarily about who sounds the saddest, but it's just kind of like, what did you do with it? You know, what did you do with yeah, your definitely. opportunities and stuff? Yeah, it definitely uh, doesn't have to be a sob story, but everyone came overcame something, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's, there's a little bit of an art to it, so you got to kind of work on it. Now that, you know, it's interesting with, with nowadays with ChatGPT, I wonder if they're going to kind of downplay the personal statement a little bit. I don't know. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. That's right? a very good point. Yeah. You can almost, I mean, yeah, it's it's actually scary. How it good, is. How good AI is at writing It can things. write you full blog articles about like anything you want. I've tried it with like finance articles and it's really scarily accurate. I'm like, I could yeah. just post this on my blog right now. I mean, it sounds a little robotic, but you could you could add a little bit to it to make it sound a little mm -hmm. personal. But yeah, it's scary fast, scary good. So we'll see. I don't know. I think it's changing landscapes. So they're probably, they may downplay the personal statement a little bit just because of that. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. How about choosing a major? So you kind of went into math science and were thinking about some kind of an engineering tech job. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's still, uh, you know, and I'm a science teacher too, so I still think STEM is the place to be, but it seems to be changing a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. I think, yeah, because of the mass layoffs, people are getting scared and it's definitely harder for new grads to get jobs, it seems, seems like. like it, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if you have a little bit of experience and of course, like when, if you don't have experience then just go for the internships or go for like lower paying jobs, because experience is like kind of key to like getting your yeah. foot in the door for most interviews. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely I've definitely seen a lot of my friends get laid off and like I'm scared of getting laid off myself sometimes because we had laid sure. off at my company a couple months ago. And uh, it's a scary world out there right now. But A little bit. Yeah. This is the first yeah. time I've ever heard of like. Yeah. Uh, you know, programmers, software engineers getting laid off. Like that's, that's kind of in, in the last 30 years, kind of unheard of in a way. Yeah. So. And it, the, I feel like the industry is getting a little saturated because everyone knows that it's a four-year degree that can make a decent salary. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. No. Yeah. We talked to a guy for uh, college admissions. He was helping me yeah. do a little college show mm -hmm. and he was saying that, yeah, you know, the, the advice that everyone gave about, you know, going to CS and you'll be set for life. I don't know. It's, it's getting a little, he said, you know, it, one, it's super hard to get into college mm -hmm. if you put CS. You know, if you put anything computer related, it's just harder to actually get into college. And then even then, it's not necessarily the golden ticket. So you have to kind of think outside the box a little bit, like maybe go more towards UX or maybe go more yeah. towards, you know, like, um, social media kind of stuff, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe pivot a little bit. 
it is definitely harder and you definitely have to like stand out like you can't just be like i studied cs give me a job right right <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. It's getting harder and harder, and it's kind of scary, honestly, because as I get older, my parents told me this as um, I was graduating. They were like, oh, if you choose CS, you're going to get outlived by the younger people, right? Because <laughs> there's always younger people that are graduating. They have like the latest tech or whatever. So yeah, yeah. we just have to keep studying all the time. Yeah, or, you know, I'm actually surprised more. I know some of it has moved to India and China, but I'm surprised more of it hasn't moved overseas because... Right, because they're so cheap over there compared to, yeah. like, our salaries, right? You think? Yeah, and yeah. and super smart. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, and, and they're a lot smarter. I know a lot of them are a lot smarter than, like, the rates they pay here. Right, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, you never know, though. You know, it's like kind of... They, they say that the job you probably will get may not have existed 10 years ago, you know, or... 10 years from now so when you get into college you don't even know you have no idea what you're gonna do you know most of the time so yeah anyway so kids out there hang in there you know do what you love don't do something just because you think it's gonna necessarily lead you to a job but you have to have a little a little enjoyment for it so do something that you enjoy and i think I think you'll be okay. I think you'll be okay. You'll find a way. 100%. Yeah. yeah. If you're hardworking and, and, and pretty clever and can solve some problems, you'll be fine. All right. Hey, we survived the hard questions, Chloe. Are you ready for the <laughs> lightning round? Uh, let's do it. Uh, let's see. These aren't, uh, I, I think I changed it from last time. They might be the same as last time. We'll see. All right. If you had extra $5,000 right now, what would you do with it? Uh, I think as of right now, I would put it in my high yield savings account. Yeah. Like it is, yeah, 4.6%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. And honestly, you don't know what's going to happen to the stock market right now. So, it's a little and I need to close on a house in May. So, so I need all the need, money that I can. You're going to have to get some furniture. You're going to need yeah, some Yeah, uh, it's going to be expensive. Stuff. I'm going to be eating cup ramen every day. I know. It is expensive. <laughs> but don't worry. I have faith in your hustling. You'll get it done. <laughs> all right. Do you have a favorite financial company or brand? Uh, I feel like an advertisement for SoFi right now because I just said their high yield <laughs> savings account. But I love SoFi because, yeah, one, the checking and savings interest rates, but also they have uh, like on one app, they have a brokerage. Uh, so you can buy stocks, ETFs, crypto on there. And you can also check your credit score on there. And you can also apply for loans on there or mortgages. Wow. So yeah. it's all on one app. And the UI is actually pretty good for having everything on there. And yeah, all so right. I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Ever since I discovered it, I don't have any SoFi products. I might have to look into that. And the, uh, have you ever had any problems? Like any, have you ever to deal with customer service at all? Nope, never. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I referred a lot of my friends too, and they the referrals come in like instantly too. Like they don't like try to skimp you out on that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had you know when I did the cash out refi, uh, I had a chunk of change that I needed to park somewhere. So I did it on an online bank. I honestly forget what the name of the bank was, but it was the highest rate at the time. And yeah, it was no problem. It was just kind of like plop it in, pull it out, close the account. Yeah. It wasn't a problem at all. So yeah, I like online banks a lot more these days. Seems like it. Yeah. In the, I think, you know, t 10, 15 years ago, it was a little nerve wracking. Like, well, there's no, there's no actual ATM, you know, or whatever. But I mm -hmm. think we've come a long way where, Everything's on the app now, or, you know, there's networks of ATMs, so you can get cash if you really have yeah. to. 
So, all right. I actually partner my SoFi with Chase. So I have Chase as like my secondary. So if I ever need to go to an ATM or like get like a cashier's check-in person or something, then I just transfer money to Chase and then I go to Chase. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. All right. This is not an ad for SoFi, but if SoFi wants to sponsor (laughs) this podcast, you're welcome to do that. No, I'm just kidding. That would be very cool. I don't want to sponsor. No, we are not about that. We are non-sponsored. We are don't want ads on here. So anyway, but uh, we have an endorsement from uh, Chloe Cho. All right. Hey, do you have any financial books, channels, blogs, websites that you would recommend? Um, it's actually a Facebook group, and that might sound kind of dated because a lot of people are on Discord these days. But I have a lot of Discord channels that I'm part of, and they're so like there's a lot of noise. Yeah, and face- I feel like Facebook groups keep it like pretty good, and they keep the noise down. But because um, we're older, Chase- <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's it is. Yeah, bunch of fifty the, year olds out there. <laughs> the Chase Ultimate Rewards Facebook group, and then the Bigger Pockets Fans Real Estate and Investors group. So they uh, just post a lot. So if you have any Chase credit cards, the Chase Ultimate Rewards group, they post a lot of tips on how you can maximize your points and like all the deals that Chase is having these days. And then the Bigger Pockets one, it just has a lot of like real estate investors and realtors and they just uh-huh. they're just posting about their deals about like what they invested in how much they made on their flips and like their uh short-term rentals and stuff like that so i just nice. like absorb a lot of knowledge from there and it's yeah nice. he's lurking yeah. yeah i'm just lurking and also i don't like go on facebook for any other reason than for groups so <laughs> yeah honestly yeah. yeah you know you're, you're speaking my language chloe because <laughs> you know that's my generation well actually you know even younger than me but uh, yeah, I love the groups on Facebook. So, you know, there's, let me shout out Asian Creative Network, Asian Hustle Network is really great. Oh, I'm part of those too. <laughs> right? And let's see, I'm on a couple podcast groups. I'm on a bunch of teacher ones. There's a lot of teachers on Facebook. All of us uh, 40 and 50 year olds are on Facebook. So yeah, don't sleep on Facebook groups, people. Go, <laughs> there's really, <laughs> really cool networks. Thousands of people, you know, like we just had, we just did a talk with uh, Kat Liu of Subtle Asian Baking and she's got you know half a million people on facebook so there's a lot of power in that kind of hive thinking or you know group knowledge so yeah cool Definitely. all right so uh actually so i'll i'll put those in the show notes so that you can look those up yourself everyone out there uh hey how about i think you might have published this but or maybe not yet it, this might be a scoop do you have any goals for 2024 uh, goals for 2024. Um, I definitely want to get a new job after I come back from Japan. Okay. Yeah. So I think, uh, within the software engineering industry, it's like pretty common to job hop every like two to five years ish. And I'm uh-huh. at two and a half years with my current job. And even though the market's not as good right now, I still want to try. So, yeah. uh, yeah, hopefully getting a new job and YouTube. I've been saying it for a while, but, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to keep saying it until it actually happens. So are you going to try to do long form or are you going to do shorts? Yeah, long form. So I do oh. shorts on it right now, but I think long form is what I've been trying to do. But with my small space in my apartment and then just like not yeah. as aesthetic background, I just keep making up excuses. So uh-huh. I'm going to keep trying to do it and manifest until it happens. Video is a lot of work to, to be honest. Like people have asked me if I would ever move the pod to YouTube, but one, you know, podcasts, you know, we do long, super long form, like an hour. Like, where are we at right now? We're, <laughs> you know, we're <laughs> almost at an hour. But, uh, you know, like long form podcasts on YouTube, not the most engaging. We're just sitting here talking, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want it to be good, the amount of effort it takes is hard. So I've never, I've kind of shied away from it. Audio is one thing, but video. Mm-hmm. So if you do it, props to you, you know, it's a lot of work. 
but it is definitely more virally than you know podcasts. Like no one, yeah, no one swipes on podcasts. <laughs> you, yeah, look at you when you go to a podcast, you know what you're looking for, and you click on it. You don't, you don't swipe, swipe, swipe until you find one. So That's we nice. don't really go viral, you know, like. But uh, YouTube definitely does. So I, I, I've interviewed a good amount of YouTubers, and they're making the dream work, man. They're kind of living their dream, doing what they want to do. Yeah, it's basically. amazing. Yeah, but it's like once people get big, they outsource their editing. I think that's probably the hardest part, right? Oh uh, yeah, the editing. Yeah. yeah, if you could do, yeah, if you could just be the star and shoot your content and then send it to someone, that would be key. <laughs> That'd be yeah, super clutch. But editing's yeah. also expensive, so you have to find yeah. a good balance. Actually, that's, you know, honestly, for kids out there, if you wanted to get kind of a job, learning how to edit video and you could probably make some money on Fiverr or wherever you want, you know, like just people will pay you to do it and you can do it in your spare time, I think, if you're good at it. So high school kids out there, not a bad side hustle, do a little video editing. All right. So I think we did this last time. But if you have a new answer, that's fine. Or if you don't want to answer, that's fine, too. But we ask our guests at the end of the interview who their infatuation is. Infatuation is anyone in the Asian community that you admire, whether they are living or deceased, someone that you know, or maybe someone that you don't know. Uh, So, Chloe Cho, do you want to name another infatuation? Yeah, sure. I was thinking about this, but um, I follow Kathy Duin. You might uh-huh. know her. She's in Stranger Things from Wong Fu. Uh-huh. But, yeah, um, yeah. She, yeah, she's a single no, Strangers mom. Strangers Again. Uh, Strangers Again and... Oh, sorry. Strangers Again. My bad. You're right. <laughs> not, not, not the one with the monsters. <laughs> yeah. No, she's great. Yeah. yeah she's super Yeah, good but she's like a single mom raising... I think she's five five right now, but a five-year-old. And uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. yeah, it's just really impressive to see like everything she's going through, like being a single mom, living with her parents, even when she's like older and uh-huh. raising a kid. And, um, like her content's really like very personable and I can like, even though I'm not married, not a single mom and don't Uh have a kid, it's still like really entertaining to watch. And her kid is so, at least the stuff you see on social media, she's so Uh like well-mannered, so like well-raised and like you could really show like how much love the mom puts into her. So she's been a lot of fun to follow. Nice. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not the first person to mention someone from the Wong Fu group, you know, like they're. For at least a generation, really inspiring, you know, just to see someone that looks like you. Like, it took a while. Like, now we're starting to see people on TV and movies. But for the longest time, there wasn't. And so YouTube was kind of the first place where a lot of people saw someone that looked like them, that had the same kind of jokes, that had the same kind of friends. Mm-hmm. And it just was, it was super comforting. And you know, I'm older than those guys, but even I found comfort in that. And that Strangers Again was was such a groundbreaking thing because it was like a rom-com with Asians in it, but it, there wasn't a whole lot about it that was Asian. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be people that look like us. And so, yeah, they could have been our friends. You know, they could have just been people yeah. that we knew. And so I love that about that, where it wasn't like, oh, okay, this is fresh off the boat or this is Kim's convenient. You know, it's not yeah. about being Asian. It's just about being a human, falling in love, falling out of love. You know, like it's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's well done. The quality was super high. Yeah. So for around 10 years ago, it's crazy how well it was produced. Yeah. Yeah. And and these are just kids. They weren't trained in, in film or they weren't trained in, in I don't even know what they majored in, but yeah, these were just basically college grads or even some kids were in college, you know, just doing it. 
and kind of winging it, but produced the really high quality stuff and still doing it. And, you know, kudos to them for, for all that they've achieved. So Wong Fu, we salute you guys. So any of you want to come on the podcast, you're welcome to come on the podcast. Phil, <laughs> Kathy, come <laughs> that would on. That so cool. <laughs> I know, right? All right. Wait, that's about it for episode number 106, I think, if that goes the way it's planned. Uh, thank you to my guest, Chloe Cho. Thanks for coming on again, Chloe. Thanks for having me. Of course. No, it's just it's just cool to, to talk to some. You know, here's the thing. I, I should disclose this. Yeah, I have so little hustle in me in terms of finances like you I, have your podcast you have okay, your podcast yeah, so, there's no way you have no hustle well okay so when it's something i'm interested in like this podcast yeah i, I do a, i do hustle for this podcast but you know people ask me if i want to monetize it or if i want to you know grow it to this or that or this or that and i i kind of feel like oh, i'm comfortable where i'm at you know i just do it for fun I don't want my listeners to to sit through ads if I'm going to be making like twenty five dollars a month or something like that, you know. Yeah. So I I don't want to get you know. Plus, I just like to have control over content, and so I just do what I do. But when it comes to money, I I'm, I'm honestly that guy that I'm just okay with the W two. You know, I'm just okay <laughs> with the That's with the paycheck. Fine. I feel like most people are right. <laughs> A lot of people, yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. it's just kind of ironic that I like talking about money, and I like, I like hearing your tips, and I like your hustle, and I like thinking about, you know, growing money. But in reality, I'm just, I'm index funds. I'm, you know, thirty year mortgage. I'm, not, I'm nothing fancy, but I, I do enjoy talking about it. So, uh, so that's kind of the irony of talking to someone who loves hustling. But anyway, thank you for coming on. This has been no fun, and I, and we'll check up on you again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right. And so you can follow Chloe over at Off Hour Hustle, all one word on what are your main platforms? Instagram, TikTok? Instagram, TikTok. I do have a YouTube as well. Yep. Getting, Same well, handle. It's yeah. like a, it's a placeholder, right, for the long form that's yeah. coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> but you got a couple shorts on there. You have a couple shorts mm-hmm. on there. So, all right. So go follow Chloe. And as usual, you can follow us on uh, social media at infatuation podcast and you can write to us an old-fashioned email at infatuation podcast at gmail.com and give us a follow give us a like give us uh whatever you can give us give us a review or a rating over at apple or spotify and uh yeah and you know what if you know someone that might be interested in this topic send them the link you know people are lazy they don't want to look up stuff so go ahead and Go to the share button, send this link to someone, and hopefully they'll enjoy this show. That's the best way. Like I said, we're not sponsored, so we're not doing heavy advertising. So I need you listeners out there to help me spread the word on the podcast. So, uh, hey, until we talk to you again, on behalf of Chloe and myself, we hope that you are all happy, healthy, and safe out there. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Bye.